I'm Carissa Andrews, international best-selling indie author and CEO of Author Revolution. With more than 15 books published, it's safe to say I have made a ton of mistakes in my endeavor to become a full-time author. The most important thing that I've learned in the past decade is that indie authors need to protect their creativity and their serenity. Being an author is a long game, and that's why I'm on a mission to teach other indies just like you how to publish books with a sustainable, rapid-release method. I created the Author Revolution podcast to give you insights and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you do just that. If you're an ambitious author or one in the making who's looking to create a long-term author career and a life you love, you've found your tribe, my friend. Let's get your author revolution underway. Welcome back to the podcast. Well, after a couple of weeks of spectacular expert interviews, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, definitely go back and check out the last two episodes because I interviewed Clayton Noblet from Written Word Media and David Goffrin, and both were incredibly insightful, even if I do say so myself. <laughs> okay, so after all of that, I decided to come in and interject a little bit of my own commentary again this week. However, I will also mention that there are more incredible interviews lined up over the next couple of months, guys. Like we're talking more than one fangirl kind of moment (laughs) in those types of interviews. So totally not even going to lie. And I'm totally excited for all of them. However, in the meantime, I wanted to talk to you about something that I get asked a lot about. And my guess is you've probably wondered about it from time to time as well. Now that question is, should we or should we not read books in our own genre. Now, because I help run a local nonprofit for writers, I get asked this question over and over. And mostly these authors are new to writing, new to publishing, and overall new to the logistics of story crafting. So oftentimes their biggest fear when it comes to reading in their own genre is, what if I accidentally plagiarize? Well, that's a legitimate fear, right? While I totally get it, we have to remember, Plagiarism is intentionally stealing an idea or words of another and passing it off as your own. In the world of writing, though, that would mean taking a concept and word for word copying it or pretty damn close. Now, Black's Law Dictionary defines plagiarism as such, the act of appropriating the literary composition of another or parts or passages of writing or the idea or language of the same and passing them off as the product of one's own mind. Look, in the grand scheme of storytelling, there are most likely no real new ideas. I mean, not in a completely new way. There are diminishing returns. There are just new ways of telling the same themes over and over again. Now, if you look into story structure, for instance, there are really only seven main story archetypes. And we talk about that in my mini course, The Story Cure. So already, when you look at story structure, you're limited by the story frameworks that are out there. In my mind, here's how you can tell whether or not you are plagiarizing with your story and ultimately how you go about avoiding it. So I want you to ask yourself a few questions to get to the root. Number one, are you deliberately copying someone else's work or ideas? If the answer is yes, obviously you're plagiarizing. Back away and get your own ideas, damn it. Question number two, do you spend a lot of time trying to change the way your story is told? So it doesn't look or sound so much 
like another author's or like the source story? If so, you're probably on the wrong path, my friend. It's time to turn back and brainstorm your own stuff, at least if you're writing with the intention of selling. Now, if you're writing with the intention of learning and you're using a story that has already existed in order to learn the structure of it, that's another matter, but it's also a topic for a whole different episode. However, if the source material from where you're getting your new inspiration or idea or concept is not clear to the reader, then it's likely not plagiarized. It might be inspired by another story, but it's not plagiarism unless you are lifting the exact words or exact premise and then trying to make it your own. However, if someone picks up your book and it doesn't require that reader to know anything about the other book that you maybe have gotten inspired by, and assuming you didn't deliberately plagiarize the whole thing, then that IP, intellectual property, belongs to you. Now, let me give you an example. I loved an episode of Angel called I Will Remember You. It was the first episode of Angel I had ever really honestly seen. I'd never watched Buffy at all before that. And if you've listened to the Joss Whedon episode, you know that this has been like a thing for me. For whatever reason, I loved Buffy and Angel. Anyway, however, after watching this episode, knowing nothing about those characters and the world that was created for them, I was literally heartbroken for them. I knew I had to start from the beginning and find out how they got into this place. And now Angel is actually a different show altogether. It's actually a a spinoff show from Buffy. So I knew I had to start all the way at Buffy. So in this episode, Angel, basically a vampire with a soul, becomes human, right? Albeit it's totally accidental. Buffy, who is a vampire slayer, had fallen in love with him, but over the course of their relationship realized they couldn't be together because... If he got, as they put it in the show, too happy, (laughs) aka they had sex, his soul was removed and he became evil and jealous. Well, Buffy was in town when all of this went down. They realized they could be together thanks to this new humanity, yada, yada, yada. (laughs) It was a masterful episode, though, and it gave you a glimpse into the beauty and sacrifice of their love. Of course, by the end, Angel realized he couldn't continue to help Buffy and save the world as a human, so he went to the powers that be begging to have his vampireness returned, I guess. And the powers that be actually agreed, but only on the condition that Buffy wouldn't remember, the day would actually be rewound to be started over from the beginning. So he alone would have to carry that burden of knowledge, knowing the day, the life that they could have had in order to avert the situation that made him human in the first place. Long story short, it inspired the story I wrote called Love is a Merciless God. However, if you read this story, you would never in a million years know that it was inspired by that particular episode, if I hadn't have told you. There are no vampires, for starters. It's all about a guardian angel who falls in love with her human charge. But for me, what inspired this particular story was the emotions I wanted to invoke. The way that the strings were pulled in order to keep you on the edge of your seat. The way the beats were woven. I wanted to build people up, tear them down, build them back up again before tearing their hearts out into pieces. I mean, what else can I say? I never said it was particularly nice. Okay, so that said, what about fan fiction then? Well, that depends. If characters that are the intellectual property of another, whether it be an author, a corporation, or something else, are in your book or in your story or whatever, like as in you are writing the story maybe as them or um, being told with them, 
then that kind of fan fiction should not be published for the intent of sale without expressed permission from the IP holder. So, for instance, if you wrote fan fiction about Disney princesses, you're free to do so, but you are not free to sell those books without getting the written consent from Disney. Otherwise, you're probably going to get sued. However, if your story is inspired by that of another, meaning you liked aspects of it, but created a new world that is in no way tied to the source story, then most likely you're good. Think Fifty Shades of Grey, which was fan fiction of Twilight, for example, or Love is a Merciless God. While the themes might be similar to their source, they are unrecognizable to the source story. So hopefully that helps answer that question and kind of puts your mind at ease a little bit. Now, all of that being said, I do want to mention I am no copyright lawyer, but this is how I understand it. If you're ever in doubt, your best bet is to reach out to a lawyer and have them walk you through the legalities before you ever hit publish. Okay, so back at the topic at hand, reading in your own genre. Here's my take. I firmly, firmly believe that you should be reading anything and everything in your genre, outside your genre, whatever calls to you and floats your boat. Reading connects us to our role as authors. We subconsciously learn story structure by reading the masters who come before us, or even our contemporaries who are writing alongside us. We also learn by deliberately dissecting their work in order to improve our own craft. Now, Stephen King has even been known to say that if you don't have the time to read, you don't have the time or the tools to write. Simple as that. I am in 100% agreement, but I'll even take that a little bit further. Here are my pros, there are five of them, for reading in your own genre. Let's see if you agree with me. Number one, you get inspired. I remember many times when I have read books and I've had to stop to write a quick note about a character archetype, a plot point inspiration, or something else when I was right in the middle of reading. Whenever I start a new story, I then have an inspiration list I can pull from in order to improve my stories, my characters, and my storytelling overall. Besides, sometimes we just get stuck and we're not sure what we're missing in our own works. So reading can unlock that creative part of our mind and jog loose the perfect idea that you were searching for. It might not even be anywhere near or related to the type of characters or the storyline that that author is writing. But for whatever reason, there's a connection and your mind makes the leap and gives you the answer you're looking for. All right, number two, you obviously get better at your craft. So like I said earlier, it helps you get better at writing, both because you're absorbing story structure, characters, themes, etc. in your subconscious mind, which will help you write better naturally. But you can also be very deliberate about learning how a master storyteller weaves a story and make a mental note of how they're doing it so you can implement those tools of the trade into your own stories. It's very important to know how really good storytellers are doing it because if you can model yourself and your writing after a bestseller, well, you're that much closer to being able to hone your craft in a way that readers are going to accept you alongside of them. Now, number three, you end up finding tropes and trends you didn't even know about. Look, we're not omnipotent. If we're not reading, we won't know what's selling. Then when our books don't perform the way we think that they should, it's because we're not hitting reader expectations and we have no one to blame but ourselves. Now, I hate to admit it, but when I started getting some feedback on Secret Legacy last year in the NetGalley group, I didn't know there was such a hatred, like literally hatred, of this perceived concept of insta-love. 
because I'd been so busy that I hadn't really gotten enough reading in, and the books that I was reading had that on and off, and so I didn't think anything of it. Thankfully, though, for me anyway, that's changed, and I find myself reading now more than ever, and I am so grateful that I've been doing it because there are some fantastic books out there. Now, number four, you also find what you like and what you don't. Look, sometimes you think you're writing in a specific genre, and when you read some of the books in it, you realize, oh, heck no, this is not me. Now, I can say with pretty clear certainty that I am not a straight-up paranormal romance author. It's just not going to happen. I've read enough of those books now to know that I am more of an urban fantasy, dark fantasy, paranormal fantasy author, but paranormal romance? not so much. (laughs) Same with some of my friends. My dear friend Kim is writing a new mystery series, and the way she was describing it to me sounded like cozy mystery. So I suggested that maybe that's the direction she go, and that's the type of covers she should look into. So as part of her research, she went ahead and read a few. And after a handful, she declared cozy was not it. (laughs) But that's how you find out where you really do fit. You have to know what's selling and you have to know how the tropes are playing out and the trends are playing out before you can actually write really, really well. And then number five, you're obviously going to be entertained. There are some ridiculously talented writers out there. You're not the only one, my friend. And not only is it a pleasure to read their stories, but it's 110% inspirational as well. I've always been a reader, and I have a feeling that you probably always were too. I mean, why else would you be choosing to write books over, say, making movies, for instance? So going back to that love reinvigorates that love of the craft, the love of storytelling. And I don't know about you, but it entertains me like nothing else. Plus, when I read a really great story and one that's particularly in my genre, it lifts me up to know that if they're successfully selling books, then I totally can too. Now, obviously, reading outside of your genre is beneficial as well. It gives you insights into how you could maybe mash up those genres, bring together new concepts and new things in interesting and strange ways. I'm a genre mashing lover. I always have been. And that's something that I really lean into a ton. So I'll read from pretty much every kind of genre with the exception of, you know, when they get a little too corny with the romance. I don't know why. It just, that's not my thing. But in essence, what I'm telling you is just read, damn it. Read whatever it is that floats your boat. There is very little cons to the scenario. And if you're worried about accidentally plagiarizing, just know that our human brain only retains like 10% of what we're reading. It's very little. And so as long as you are not sitting there copying word for word, the chances of accidentally plagiarizing something is pretty small, pretty minimal. You're, you're influenced with so many different things every single day. And so it's not going to be just one influence that really inspires your work. It's going to be a lot of them. And your stories, as long as you're doing them, and it's coming from you and not from <laughs> two screens where you're copying one screen and onto another, you are copacetic, my friend. Okay, so I hope I helped you realize that reading in your genre is actually a really good thing. However, I do not condone or say that it is ever okay to intentionally plagiarize or copy someone else's work. Don't be that person. That's just not cool, man. Did you hear my mom voice there? That was totally my mom voice. However, I think being inspired by someone else's writing is incredibly valuable and can bring you to new heights with your writing as long as you're doing it the right way. 
Now it's your turn. I want to hear what you think. Let's bring this discussion over to Author Revolution's Facebook community and talk about it there. I want to know your take on reading in your own genre and your thoughts on inspiration versus plagiarism. Don't forget, you can head over to today's show notes at authorrevolution.org forward slash 71 to download today's transcript or get a link to things that we discussed. All right, guys, that's a wrap. Next week, though, I'm excited to say I have another expert interview for you. Ryan Z from Plotter will be with us and talking about how we can best utilize that program to make incredible progress with our stories. So until next time, go forth and start your author revolution.